The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. What's going on, guys? Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, LCR Naylor Tally Farrow, and I have none other than Keith Kalfis from the Lawn- Landscaping Employee Trap and the Untrap Podcast. He's an OG in the community. You guys probably all know who he is already, but let's welcome back to the show, Keith Kalfis. How you doing, Keith? What's up, Naylor? What's hey, up? man. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back on again. Just you know, like we talked off air a little bit, we we just wrapped up a quip. It seems like, you know, yesterday, but it was a couple months ago now, but it was, it was a great time at the morning show podcasting live. So a lot of listeners have probably uh, heard that episode and, um, but we didn't dig into like the real, you know, the nuts and bolts of business or anything. We kind of talked more about psychological aspect and responded to people's questions from the audience, which is a really cool, unique experience. But in this episode, uh, since we have the LCR Summit coming up in a month, or uh, a little more than a month, January 19th and 20th, uh, which you're going to be a part of, you're going to have a workshop on marketing. I just wanted to kind of tease everybody up a little bit to see what what they could be expecting um, from that marketing workshop. Those of them that are already attending and those that maybe haven't made that decision yet, um, what they what they can expect. And, you know, we can go from there. Excited about your summit, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of it. Uh, I am obsessed with marketing. I'm Keith Kelfus, Kelfus Professional Services. I have a landscaping and window cleaning business in Michigan for 13 years. I love my business and I still run it. And the truth is I do like five times the amount of output and probably generate five times the amount of revenue now from my media business, which I'm in love and have been obsessed with marketing this entire time. I've always had, I've done landscaping my whole life and I've always had side hustles, whether it be multi-level marketing to roofing, to working in restaurants, but always trying to figure out how to do stuff online. And, um, I failed miserably for a long time trying to figure out what the, all these different multi-level marketing companies. And, and I would, you know, be obsessed with online courses and copywriting and and the one thing I learned is that the more you learn, the more you learn, you don't know. So I don't claim to know anything about a market, about marketing. I'm a student of marketing. I'm always investing in marketing, coaching, consulting, and online courses and paying. I just paid a guy 500 bucks for one hour of his time to walk me through his marketing funnel like three days ago. I paid $1,000 an hour to somebody else to help me with my marketing. I just paid, uh, what was this? I don't know, 11500 plus, I don't know. Uh, note to another consultant for zoom calls and I've put over 20 grand now into my one, just into my website and my rebrand over the past, like maybe like five, six months. And, um, the thing that I'm learning the most I'm, de- I'm developing and I'll talk about this at your summit, the MPP model, which is the marketing progression pyramid. And it's basically like, it's built off the back of the competency progression model at the bottom. You don't know anything about marketing 
and you just know you have pain, you need customers, you need leads, you don't know how to build a website or how it should all look. So you're just kind of like doing what's called copycat marketing and you're seeing what other people do and you kind of do the same thing. And if it, cause it looks like you don't even know if they're getting results, you just look at it and then you go replicate it and it's better, way better than nothing. And I don't claim to be any expert at this, but I was doing the same thing. And uh, I could go on and on of all the nuances of it. The next level of the marketing progression pyramid is like you start to get the hang of it. The next level is like now you're wearing all these hats. And the final step is basically where you now have hired out a team of people. It could be a small team, two to three people that help you pull the levers in your business. And you take M, let's say a pillar in your business. M would be marketing. And you oversee the marketing and you have other people doing it. It's like, it's an entire business in and of itself, marketing and all marketing is a test. Even when it works, when it fails, it's a test. When it wins, it's a test. And there's a big difference between marketing and advertising. We do both. And, uh, I, we put out like on social media, eight to 12 pieces of content per day or more. I have a video uploading as we speak, um, virtual assistants all over the world, helping me, you know, produce podcasts and completely automated, like doing all, uh, all types of stuff on social media. And when I talk about the marketing progression pyramid, cause that's, that's like the kind of like the obsession is <laughs> how do you take what you know? For me, I'm, this is, I don't ever talk about this stuff. So it's weird and uncomfortable. I talk about how to, how to start a landscaping business on YouTube. Like I'm probably right. the number one guy who talks about how to start a landscape business and n- almost nobody ever, ever asked me ever how are you putting all these videos on the internet and building these online courses and writing these books and having audiobooks and a podcast and running a landscape business and your wife is smiling in the video with you? <laughs> right. How, like, that was my question. And I was doing it all myself. And it was as I went up that progression model, the pyramid, uh, and it wasn't easy. I'm still, I'm up till 2 30 in the morning working sometimes. Like, I yeah. work so much that I have to, like, cancel stuff and sleep until like 11 a.m. just to catch up on sleep because of this uh, obsession with success. And, and I, the reason I don't claim to know anything, I I don't know what I did last month. I'll get my PNL statement from my bookkeeper within a day or two here. And I'll know for this last month, I read did like 35 to 40,000 on the internet on top of my landscaping business. So it's completely separate. And to me, uh, I, that's amazing. I would have cried to say, Oh my God, you have like 19 different streams of income coming in on the internet. And most of this money is like when I'm sleeping or doing something else or landscaping or trimming a tree. And so I'm fascinated by that. How do you grow that thing? You know, I want it to be $3 million a month. And I have, I mean, I'm the brokest friend I have. All my friends are millionaires. They have six, seven, and eight figure businesses. They either have monster service businesses or they make, you know, millions of dollars on the internet. And so I'm frustrated as all hell over here, sitting here trapped at uh, last year was an average of 24,500 a month online if you were to take the peaks and valleys. And, um, so anybody listening to this who makes way less than that, why people are like, oh my God, what are you talking about? That would change my life. That would be a dream come true. And then there's, I get around people and I say those numbers and they're like, oh God, I'm so sorry. You're like, oh, what are you doing, bro? You're like 40 and you're, you're uh, and, and then these thoughts come in your head and it's like, so the question is everything is a moral dilemma 
when it comes to marketing because you learn that there's little levers that you can pull to make a viral video by having a super clickbaiting thumbnail or having bold audacious headlines that have big bold claims and if you pull that lever you can get more people to pour into your website or your video or listen to your podcast but if you don't promise on and deliver what you promised in that thumbnail right um you know and there's all different modalities of marketing and different audiences and demographic psychographic geographic all these things uh if you don't deliver on that promise, then you're going to upset people and they're never going to return. So I think it's almost better to get in where you fit in is where my, my favorite saying, I say it all the time. If the marketing for like your service business is you're just putting big letters on the side of a truck and trailer and a magnet and it's all one color and it looks like shit and you're a truck in a truck and you've got an old truck and maybe you, you're too afraid to attract high end million dollar clients right away because you're afraid you might mess up and you're not ready to own up to that type of integrity and mistakes. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, you should always have integrity no matter what. But when I'm talking about, I was like too big for your britches. Like that might be perfect for you right now, as long as you're doing it, doing it consistent and you're learning and growing. And then each year or each quarter, you keep upgrading your marketing a little bit more, a little bit more. Like we just did a whole rebrand. Now we have a brand style guide. So anything we put out online or anything, my graphic designers make or my podcast producer or anything, um, our ads that we're running, we just like had 120 ads, 121 ads and 60 for black Friday, 60 for cyber Monday. But I only blew like, uh, I don't know what it is, 1750 in ad spend. I think I, I, I got to go back. I got to meet with my ads guy tomorrow and we're going to figure out. I think I just broke even on the ads. So I got a bunch of exposure. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But I... So you have like, and then and with marketing, there's channels. You want to split up what is your organic versus your paid traffic, whether it's a service business or it's a social media business or whatever you do, because you want to, at the end of the day, if you don't track it, then you're just creating a big pile of, there's a question mark in that column, just like with your books. So the, the bigger question is like, how do we track every call coming in and ask every customer how they heard about us? What website did you hear about us in? What area? What is, get all the customer information, put in your CRM. This is marketing. And then get a map and run it through some type of data. There's new AI things coming out. I can't talk about actually <laughs> that I'm learning. And I was shown on a zoom call the other night, which is freaking genius. It's going to show you all this crazy data about your business. And it's, it's not new. It's just getting becoming more improved. That's marketing. Like what, what specific zip codes down to the neighborhoods is your money coming from and what isn't it coming from? If you compare all this stuff, now that's more like logistics, but what if you're to say, okay, I should market over here more and market less over here. What is my marketing spend per month? What, what percentage of gross annual revenue should I invest in marketing, whether I'm staying the same or growing? Um, and if you don't track that and you don't allocate uh, money for that, then <laughs> Do you hire people to help you do all that? And do the people, are they even competent and know what the hell, where are they on the marketing like progression model? So you get kind of what you pay for in the beginning. You can just listen to people who create door magnets or flyers. Like I passed out 5,000 flyers and nothing worked. It didn't work. 
well, what does your flyer look like? What was the what was the offer? What was the call to action? Was there any scarcity or was there any urgency? Was it trustable? Did it did it match the avatar of the customers where they felt like, oh wow, this is exactly me? Or did you put it in like a I don't know, like a lower class neighborhood and there's million dollar homes on the front of the of the picture? Or was it vice versa where it's like million dollar homes, you're passing out these flyers and the house on the flyer looks like this like little tiny like house like I grew up in. Right. It's like a little cinder block house that was like, you know, like no air conditioning in the middle of the summer. I'm like, oh <laughs> welfare and shit. It was awesome. I loved it. Anyways, um that's another thing that can affect your marketing is your mindset. Did you grow up uh, middle class or rich or poor? My uh people kind of get on my case about talking about the past, but I think it's so vital to talk about because you're gonna tell your mindset like there I saw a picture once on Instagram. There's like a mountain and the people some people started at different some people started way down in the valley. Like, where did you start from and how does that affect in your mindset? So that's why I dove deeply, obsessively into books. I'm always listening to like seven different audiobooks at once, like Dan Sullivan's Who Not How or 10X is easier than 2X. Stuff to get your mind over these mental hurdles to where you go, oh my God, that's it. And uh, and taking online courses by like Brennan Burchard and Evan Pagan and Mike Dillard and Jeff Walker and... Uh, masterclass and uh, who else? Keith Krantz. I just bought an online course. He's an online ads guy who spends like something insane. It's millions of dollars a month in ad spend. These, So you can learn from these people that are experts. And when you dive and you focus, I feel like I'm already overwhelming everybody because. Oh, no, not at right all. Now, no, oh, man, okay. just, just keep it going. I spoke at an event just last week in front of a small audience of people. They were contractors, service providers. And I started speaking about this stuff. And at the end, I had Q&A. And dude, I, I pride myself on, at least when I'm speaking, pretty being pretty conscious and looking in people's eyes, paying attention to where what is their present state. Are they listening to what I'm saying? Should I speed it up, slow it down? Should I change the subject? Should we do Q&A? And almost like two people had questions. I was like, dude, I literally just gave you all my best stuff that I've spent tens of thousands of dollars in years. And it just was like, I felt like a lot of it was over their heads and I, or I talked too fast and people just, it's surprising to me how many people just want to learn the basics. And I was like, whoa, because when you're, you're so obsessed with something, you're just so sick of hearing about the basics over and over and over. Here's some basics. You want some basics? Okay. Fonts. You should have one font, a maximum of two. Period. Pick your fonts, put it in your brand style guide, the fonts that match what your audience likes. If you like some crazy ass like font that looks like some Edward Scissorhand <laughs> shit and you like that, your audience, it, your customers don't ain't going to work. So you got to right. find out what your audience likes. Colors. Um, and Edward Scissorhand is awesome, by the way, but <laughs> um, uh, the colors, you know, uh, two colors maximum of three now you can have in our brand style guy we have five colors we have our primary and secondary color we have our base color which we don't use the color black anymore we use charcoal there's mm. no more black nice um even with the branding of my clothes this the color of the shirt is charcoal and my hat is charcoal i'm starting to i'm not gonna go throw away all my clothes but I, the, like my right. background my podcast right now is green and we're starting to dial things in not only in in the marketing and, and the branding and what we're doing. So it's all cohesive and consistent, but even down to like the embroidery, um, you want to be on brand. Like you can have shoes if you go to buy boots and you, and part of your color is like yellow. That's pretty loud or whatever the hell your color is. Yeah. Like, let's just say it's like a Brown. 
put brown brown laces. So it's so weird. I've literally gone to customers selling landscape jobs and because I had green embroidery on my hat, green embroidery right here on the breast of my uh, shirt with my jacket embroidered, charcoal pants, and then my Cujo Yardware shoes had the green laces. I watched this customer in front of his big ass house look me up and down. It was like, hmm. like there's something that clicked and yeah. motherfucker, I'd, boom. <laughs> Yeah, sold that shit. But I was a little bit more confident. So imagine if everything matches, but you're wearing some dirty ass, muddy ass shoes, right? And they're just like, you know, it's just the let. What do you mean? I'm a contractor. Okay, fine. That that could might work right. if you're super confident. Like I watch. I'm just saying, keep this in, in to, on your mind, bro. Like, yeah. What? So when you take your business and your marketing, your branding so serious and you have so much pride in it that you have that consistent specific tone and font of green, like Kermit green is a specific color that if you like people see it, people in our age group, especially it's soothing to them for some reason. They don't even know why subconscious because that tone of green reminds them of their childhood and their fondest memories. So if you like, you can tweak the system, put that color green in your marketing, I'm I'm not saying people like listening. Oh, that's a good idea. Right. So it's like, but if they imagine if like I, I just imagine a truck pulls up right now, there is like green lettering on the truck. Open up. There's even like like seat covers with the lime green stitching. <laughs> and even if the customer happens to see that, I'm just saying everything and the whole truck is clean and the trailer and 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 you even like got your equipment matching. Like I don't even do this in my business, but I can think about it because I'm obsessed with marketing. Imagine if everything is so co consistently branded they go on the website and the Google, the pictures and everything has this very specific, completely like it looks like a national brand and everything is like boom. If you take your business that serious, then the customers it's, it increases the likelihood and the chance that they're going to be like, I like them. So you're going to attract a higher caliber customer who wants that consistency as well with the communication and on their property and with the billing and the, the invoice and all these things. It just sub communicates that you're a true professional and you stand out in a positive way, like a sore thumb. Um, I, I've become interested. I even have in my studio right now these little, uh, plants around like this green grass <laughs> there you go <laughs> why because we're in the green industry and i have this big wall behind me it has like this green grass it's like a huge carpeted wall nice that cool but um and and i mean i'm just learning all this stuff yeah i didn't take it that serious before mm. and and now i am why I, why, why why didn't you take it serious before because even though that that's what I started learning, right? I mean, I, I went to college for like two seconds and I, of course I took a marketing class and I was learning all this stuff. And then I heard one marketer say, if you have integrity and you run a good business and don't spend any money on branding and worry about branding, branding will happen on its own. Branding is for big companies that are like Pepsi and Coca-Cola and, and Disney and General Electric and all these monster companies. They spend money on branding. And then at some point, for some weird reason, I just kind of threw it out the window. I'm like, I'll just work my ass off and I'll make sure I market my business, but I won't worry about everything looking all super consistent because that's what the big companies spend the money on. <laughs> and and it, I didn't realize that it was completely within my control to just spend a little bit of extra time to make sure that I'm using the same fonts all the time. Like, bro, and a little bit extra money too, like, you know, like for, for like shirts that match and this and that, you know, shoelaces, like, it's not like you're breaking the bank on stuff like that, but it can make a big difference, right? Big difference. I think so. 
Are you feeling stuck in the slow lane of business growth? Wondering how to assemble a dream team that propels your business forward? Or perhaps putting in the hustle but not seeing the financial results that you crave? We get it. But guess what? We've got the game-changing event you've been waiting for. Get ready for the LCR Summit, your ultimate experience to get answers and take action. Join industry titans Keith Kalfas, John Pajak, Marvin Salcedo, Paul Jameson, Mr. Producer, and Jeremy Vest in dynamic workshops on marketing, team building, and company culture. Budgets, break-evens, and bottom lines, podcasting, and YouTube content creation designed to kick your business into high gear picture this two days of hands-on interactive sessions in the heart of atlanta georgia at the creators clubhouse on january 19th and 20th limited seats ensure an engaging experience so you're not just attending you're participating collaborating and transforming oh and did we mention a special bonus brace yourselves for jonathan potoshnik the lawn care millionaire delivering a keynote that's worth the price of admission alone LCR Summit event host Naylor Taliaferro says, I wish this event existed when I started my business. It's a unique opportunity to connect with industry leaders and invest in the future growth of your business. Click the link in the episode description or head straight to lcrsummit.com to snag your seat before they sell out. And by the way, tickets are fully refundable because, hey, we get it, business emergencies happen, and when there's snow, you gotta go. So invest in your future, worry-free. Here's to the clear skies and bright future of your business. We'll see you January 19th through the 20th at the LCR Summit, lcrsummit.com. When I started my YouTube channel, we were getting like 400,000 views. This wasn't right away, but at 20,000 subscribers, I, I was like probably, I think it was like the first guy to, guy to just go blah all over the internet vlogging. <laughs> and yeah, the OG, man. <laughs> like I wasn't just landscaping. I'm like was holding up like the camera going, who's going to show up to your funeral when you die? Yeah, exactly. Don't care about what they think. Who is going to cry when you die? Literally. Right that's, on a customer's. That's, huh? literally, that's literally one of your videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Right in front of so, a customer's yard. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I would go walking through the grocery store, eating vegetables on the vlog. You got to eat vegetables if you're, you're burned out. And then like, then I'm with my wife and her family and like, which is my family. Episode, but like. It was crazy that this green industry lawn care landscape guy is just blah all over the place. <laughs> and I think, I hope I, the Geek the Freak's the original OG. And I hope I was the one who broke the four minute mile when it came to be like, I don't want to post that shit. I have a business. I don't want my customers to see that. Right. And the customers never found it unless until my YouTube channel really started going. But anyways, I had a different, I thought that I had to make a completely unique and proprietary thumbnail for each individual video. Like, what is this video about? And I would spend all this time making a crazy dope thumbnail about the video. And then if you scroll through my YouTube channel, I had 20 different videos with 20 different thumbnails. The only thing consistent about it was my face and my work shirt, different fonts, different colors. This one will be bright yellow. This one will be green. This one will have white. It should just be two colors, green and yellow or green and white or white and pink, or blue and black, or charcoal and green, and then with the same font. So here's why. No matter where anybody is on YouTube or anytime they open their phone, if they see a long care rookie thumbnail, they should immediately know, oh, that's long care rookie. Without even reading, when they see your truck, they should immediately know, oh, that's so-and-so landscaping, or that's that carpet cleaning company. So you develop this omnipresence, and it's a strategy where once you get it dialed in, you just start replicating everywhere. So, and then 
instead of going wide, you drill deep. It's not about getting your name out there. It's about getting their names in here. Mm. So that's some some of the type of the stuff you like. You learn that these levers, it isn't so hard. You could just take your pinky finger and pull these little levers and get super cool results that translate to real customers, real money, real views on social media. Um, and it's not about just views because some of the most successful people that just happen to have social media businesses don't even have huge audiences. People that have sometimes huge audiences or people that have millions of views online are broke, just like people who New York Times bestselling authors and they get on TV and all this shit and they're like, they're broke because they don't have any backend sales funnel and they don't have any customer journey and value ascension ladder that says, hey, like, sure, you saw me on this podcast and it got 14 million views, but did you come to my, did I have an offer? Did you, or did you, a way to give you away something free? Did you come to my website and get something super cool for free? Did I invite you into my community? Did you give me your email address? Do I have tracking pixel, like uh, uh, the the Facebook pixel? Do I have a Google tag manager? And do I have these things all in Google analytics embedded and installed on my website with heat mapping that can say like, who came to my website? When, how long did they stay? Where did they click? Where did they leave? What is the customer behavior? Like if they left an email, how long did they stay on the page? What did they sign up for? Where did they get stuck in the funnel? Did they keep going? Do we track all this? Was it organic? Was it paid? Are we finding this information out? And the more data that you have is the more you can segment and chop up these audiences. So then when they actually do buy, if they buy a low ticket offer for 37 and 97, and then you upsell them to 197, 297, 997, or like a live event, and you have this whole marketing cohesive ecosystem that's happening and they come up the customer journey um, and you're tracking that, then you can take that super valuable data and you can upload it to the Facebook platform or Google Tag Manager and create audiences. You can follow those people around with ads and they think that you're everywhere, but you're just in front of them or and people have caught on to that by now. And you can create lookalike audiences like in my ads, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the sales that we got from the ads were a 1% lookalike audience on Facebook through Facebook and Instagram ads. And that's like the criteria of audience that's most likely matches the criteria off of Facebook has it last time I checked it was something like 140 144 different data points is probably more by now that's that the more that the algorithm is learning when you're running these ads so we'll launch like 60 different ads with like you know all these different variations of copy from 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 square images to nine by 16 images to different types of videos and then we'll run it and we'll duplicate it all and then we'll split it up against you know, uh, like six, sorry, I'm talking a lot. Like <laughs> that's all eight, good. Four, eight, 12, 16 ads to all right, four ads to this audience, four ads to this audience, four ads to, right. and, and all these different variations of ads to all yeah. these different segmented audiences. And then we'll run it. And after a certain amount of time, uh, we'll, st- we'll start to see what's working and what's not based off the, you know, the, 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 the impressions, then, the um the cost per click on the ad we're tracking that and costing we're checking uh the landing page view how many people viewed it and how much did that cost and we're tracking uh how many people are putting their name and email in and going through and looking at the sales page and then we're tracking how many people went to the checkout page how much did that cost and how many people initiated checkout we have a back-end email sequence following up with them saying hey you went to checkout what happened like and then 
we're following them up with ads. And then when they actually check out and they convert, we're tracking all that math all the way back to see what percentage of people. And then the ads that aren't performing well, the more we can go upstream and turn off the ones that we call our dog shit, like the ones that don't work, we turn them off and we just reapply that budget to the ads that are working. So my goal this year is to, I've been, I'm trying to scale a multi-million dollar fucking business, bro. Like that's what I've been trying to do for 10 years straight. I've bought, I've gotten certified in like 11 different Facebook ads things. And that's old now. So it's all data that I don't even, it doesn't even apply because it was so long ago. And I realized that the people who are really good at this shit, you're not going to run a service business and a marketing business and run your own ads and build your own funnels and film the videos and film the ads and script it and learn. Bro, I'm buying fucking online courses from people who are like the best ads people in the world who do like ads for like Russell Brunson and Grant Cardone and they'll go with their media team and they'll like create these crazy ass unicorn, unicorn poop squatty potty type uh, dollar shave club ads. Like we call them the creatives and I'm taking entire online courses, learning about that. Then taking entire online courses, learning like from masterclass from cinematographers. I just finished one of my James Cameron and about sound sound design and and beat making and fucking all this shit. I'm, I'm taking my, my head and opening it up and taking my boot and cramming the fucking information. (laughs) I'm sleeping, listening to this shit. And Cause I want to be successful so bad that it's causing me fucking torture and agony. And it's not, not like because of like the spirit of mammon. It's because if I don't see people listening to this right now, they're like Christian, you know, you're all wrong. It's all about, it is about God. It's about Jesus. And give like, it's when you know you're built for so much more and you want so much more. Yeah, bro. I just want to go super, super fast. Sorry, I'm talking about myself. It's not creating any value for anybody. That's no, of course it is. <laughs> of course it's, it's, it's not. Value. Like it's, it's a fucking obsession, bro. Right. Is, which, which is, so this is like, yeah, that, and, and you're pretty much talking about like why you're so obsessed and why you're so passionate, which, which gives that, you know, like, man, Keith really is passionate about this. So he's, he really, you know, has a lot of knowledge and experience. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you back a, a, a little bit ago, you were talking about branding and marketing and almost like they were two separate things. And when you were, you know, starting off in landscaping, you're like, oh, I don't need to worry about branding because that's for the big companies. Cause you were, you know, misinformed and all that. But I think it's curious because like, I think, or I think it's interesting because branding is a part of marketing and, 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 you know, you know that obviously because you've been talking about it back and forth, but I feel like there's a lot of, you know, contractors that don't even realize that and don't even really know what marketing even consists of. They might think marketing is just, you know, putting flyers out, right. And advertising your business or something, you know, and, and whatever that means, but there's different, different facets of marketing, like branding, you know, like that's something that I was big on when I first started, I knew how important it was to brand yourself. That's a part of marketing, right? So like, what, what, what do you think is the, the, the disconnect, you know, thinking of yourself when you first started and, and, you know, what contractors now were like, so they can get to the point where you're at now with everything that you're talking about, um, with all the next level evolution of marketing. Like, I think there's that initial disconnect where people just don't even really know what the basics of marketing are and, and that it consists of branding and being consistent with your branding and all that. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Do you, do you agree with that statement? I mean, I do. It's getting where you fit in. It's the marketing progression pyramid. That's what I'm talking about. You just right. said it again. You don't know that you don't know. And then you start to learn that it's important. And then you learn that it's more important that you can't grow your business without it. 
Right. Uh, I mean, there's people that grow businesses off word of mouth. Right. I'm talking about like, it's all cohesive and connected. Like if you want to get higher price and higher margins, there has to be, I, I think marketing is the way that you pick up the phone, even though that's administrative, that's admin, but still the way that you or your virtual receptionist or your office manager, whoever's pick, picking up the phone, that's marketing. Everything is marketing. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, I think and, that, and, and you learned that early on then? Like you learned that in college in the beginning of your landscape business? I didn't business? shit in college. <laughs> waste of money I mean, like that time be. frame of your life. That's when you learned like how or started to learn how important marketing is because it seems like it really is a big deal for your business. Like like you said, you can build it on word of mouth and all that stuff. But really, if you want if you want to have a recipe for success, marketing is definitely a key or the key, Correct. It, it really is. And marketing is way more than some door hangers, flyers, refrigerator magnets, and Facebook ads and all that. It's the tracking and analytics right, of the behavior of what all the marketing creates or generates or how much money it makes you or loses you until you can get all that stuff dialed in, almost like a P&L statement for your business. How do you do that with, with the marketing? And most service business owners are trapped and they can't do it because they're working out in the field 11 hours a day. They're getting home exhausted. They try to turn on the computer. I mean, I think you should manage your books as well. You should make sure you pay your taxes. You should have a fully legitimate business with payroll taxes and workers comp and all this stuff and like, and make sure you know what every dollar. And then so many service business owners are so exhausted just trying to make ends meet and spend time with their family. And shit, shower, shave, eat, change, cook, clean, go grocery shopping to keep their house clean and have go through family drama. They don't even get to this shit. And the only thing that's going to get you to the next step here is a full-blown obsession where you're willing to sacrifice other things or margin, profit margin. You have to make enough profit margin to hire other people to take the monkey off your back of doing the, the grunt work or the really hard labor that's time-consuming or someone to answer the phones. You have to, Dan Mar Martell, wrote a book called Buy Back Your Time. Brian Fullerton recommended it to me. I've listened to a lot of books. This one's pretty good. Helping me a critical, a critical decision. I was obsessed. I still am. I'm going to buy an RV or like a big badass camper or something. Cause I'm me and my wife, well, I'm mostly like a germaphobe and I don't like going in hotel rooms. <laughs> cause like, and so it's a big cool idea. Cause I, travel around the country and speak and do podcasts to just have my own camper. But Dan Martell in this book, he was like, instead of going and buying that BMW or whatever the hell, cause I also want to have BMW, um, invest money in hiring an executive assistant or a, so if you have a service business, go work your ass off. And instead of upgrading your lifestyle or buying that hundred, that $70,000 truck, buy a $30,000 truck or don't upgrade your lifestyle and invest that money in hiring a badass office manager so now you have some time freed up or hire a foreman out in the field so you can oversee that foreman and you're the office manager, whatever the role is for you. Right. Hire uh, somebody to take. Now you're like, but I can't do that because I'm not charging the clients enough. And, and of course, God, this is such a catch 22. They're going to eat up all your money. Lawn care millionaire said in a video a long, long time ago. So this could have changed. He said, it's like 17 employees. It takes fully loaded employees for to replace your income that you were making out in the field for yourself of your peer profit mm. in your business. I said 17 employees, I quit. Like <laughs> that's impossible. 
or you're going to have to have high profit margin services and you're going to have to take a pay cut and then go out and recreate that money. Like this is like stage one to stage two business type advice. It's pretty common, but when you're trapped in it, I know the feeling of working literally 80 hours a week and not having any time. So I would do it in the winter, but my obsession was like videotaping is more important than working. Videotaping is more important. Every time I'd pick up the shrub trimmers, I would just get my employees started and show them what to do. And I'd jump out for 15 minutes and and get the pace going. And we're right, peace. And I would just go sit in the truck and run the business, obviously, and keep all the leads coming in. But then I would focus on the marketing. And then I would have energy at night to take marketing courses and get on Zoom calls and learn from marketers. And, uh, and, um, when I learned how to market my business better and communicate with customers and take my average ticket from these little one, $200 jobs. to now we're doing these $2,600 jobs. You know, now we, we don't, we're not just going to come trim a couple bushes. Mrs. Jones, we're going to do the whole property trim package. We're going to trim everything from 15 feet down all the ornamental trees. We're going to thin them, shape them, prune them, sculpt them and elevate them. We're going to come in and trim these blue princess Holly and all these boxwood shrubs. And we're going to pull out the weeds and edge the garden beds. And for an extra $150 per yard, we're going to do the mulch. It, your total today is, it would be 3,764. But if you do all this in this platinum package, mix Jones, it's going to be 2,650 signed right here. 10% deposit. You know, it was, it was nice. right, it's 33. So got into that shit. And started like increasing hard ass work, bro. And you, I, I, I'm out there in the pouring rain with my guys trimming shrubs to get the shit done because the schedule is so overpacked. We still run the business. No, we just we're just finishing up. We just finished fall cleanup, so we have a couple tree trimmings left. So I spent, I think it was 2016. That's when it really started hitting me, and I was like, dude. I'm going to sit in the truck. I don't care if this job takes us and we don't finish today and it takes us in tomorrow. Or I'll tell the guys, I'll give you guys, if you guys get this done by today, I'll work you in on some of the job. I'll pay you more. I'll give you a hundred bucks a piece. If you, on top of your pay, if we get this done today, um, shit like that. And then now I was, but how did I get the money? I started selling higher ticket jobs by offering packages, which bought me the time right. to start doing it. By 20, late 2016, I learned about virtual assistants. I said, oh my God, I'm staying up all night editing these YouTube videos. Hired an editor. Then by 2017, my brain went nuts and I hired someone else. And now I have, it's, they're not all full time. Okay. So by 2020, I was having multiple like, stress out mental freak outs where I was pacing around going, Oh my God, Oh my God, I have so much shit going on. I'm running two businesses at once. And I couldn't tell anybody cause I fucking created the problem. Right. Like, you can't go cry. You're like, oh, I'm so busy. Oh my God, I'm going to freak out. Like you created the problem. <laughs> right, go right. figure out how to, and I started reading Dan Sullivan's book, who not how amongst all these other books. Cause every little tiny book is a different, like then the final piece of the marketing. Pro- I never solved the fourth piece of the puzzle, the marketing progression pyramid, which is stage four. I knew it existed. Mm. I was a competent and aware. I was aware that existed, but I didn't have any competency built around how to do it. Cause that my why wasn't big enough. And the final step is how do you tie all this together? I imagine a pyramid, like the, like a movie, like all of a sudden, once you put it all together, a beam shoots up to the sky. And because <laughs> 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 it, it's, it's an emergent property that happens. If you read Eben Pagan's book, Opportunity, he talks about emergent properties. You put all these things together, then magic happens. It's like, yeah. like a symphony. So, um, and I finally figured it out and it was a combination of two things. One was, 
I hired a um, consultant. Well, I went through all these CRMs. Like we use Jobber in the service business, but right. what, what do I have in the um, internet business? And there's all these CRMs, like there's Asana and Trello and um, Go High Level and all these things. Like, and Monday.com was the one when I saw this shit. I was like, oh my God, it's perfect. It's a CRM. It's like a spreadsheet on steroids. It's all color coded. You can optimize it. It's like basically, it's the brain of my internet business. I, uh, with this consultant, brain dumped across like a six hour period to the point where I was frustrated. I was pacing around. I felt embarrassed. My face was red because I was like sharing all this crazy shit in my head. I felt like I was this crazy person. But we got it all out of my head and all onto paper. I had these battle boards all over the walls and we got it all into a CRM organized. So all of the cool ideas are like <laughs> YouTube ideas and marketing, what, what's going on in the CRM, what's going on the website, what type of copy, what, what is our monthly theme? What is, what's going on for the year? What's um, I, I'm not going to flip the screen and show you cause I can't, there's data in there of all my virtual assistants and all the brands we're working in. So I can't show you, I'll say like a dummy account, but anyways, <laughs> um, then we started organizing it. This is like a whole podcast in of itself. But basically, we got my entire brain onto a CRM. We got my VAs plugged into it. Nice. And now everything went from chaos to, to everything stabilized. Yeah. yeah. Like like in the these like uh, Apollo movies, like space, all of a sudden... Poof, and that the space station's now just rotating perfectly. Right. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now I don't have to stress about all this shit because we have a marketing system. And then I plug, I took one of my virtual assistants and I, now she's an executive assistant and plugged her in. And now she's like the integrator. So I learned about the visionary integrator relationship through Gino Wickman and his books, Traction, Get a Grip and Rocket Fuel. And now I'm the visionary. What role are you playing in your business? I'm the marketer. I'm the visionary. My job is to be in front of a microphone or in front of a camera, not editing videos and creating and running ads and writing copy and building sales pages and staying up all night because the checkout cart won't work or all that stuff. That's all marketing, bro. Yeah, no, I, I, and I wanted to ask where I would imagine your website is probably the best place for everyone to go to get more information, to look at all the the courses that you offer on marketing and, 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 and beyond. Um, is that, is that the best place Keith for people Kelfus to go? everywhere? Keith yeah. I appreciate it. And, but not only that, if people that go to the LCR summit, they get to see this in person. They get to, you know, ask questions and interact, you know, at the workshop, uh, the marketing workshop and all the other workshops that we're having at the LCR summit, plus all the in-between interactions and dinner and all that and pick your brain or ask you questions. All of us, it's just a big, you know, not only networking opportunity in addition to uh, being able to learn and, um, you know, the dope podcast studios that, that you're going to freak out about and everything. It's just a really, really unique experience at the summit um, this year. First one ever. And, and uh, uh, Shambly, Georgia, right outside Atlanta, January 19th and 20th. So uh, Keith's going to be there on day two. Saturday, he's going to be doing a workshop. Of course, you know, he'll be in um, Friday at some point as well. We're all going to get together and have dinner with the VIP ticket holders and have a good time um, in uh, Buckhead, right outside Atlanta. Famous place with a lot of celebrities like Cardi B. Might, might rub elbows with some folks there Cardi at dinner. B. Cardi B. Yeah, Paul's like, you know, Cardi B lives in Buckhead. I'm like, oh, that's good to know. Thanks. Maybe we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, rub elbows or something with, with, with uh, some other celebrities there. 
there. But regardless, the point is it's going to be a good time and there's going to be a lot of learning. Um, two days worth of workshops. Day one is content creation workshops with podcasting and YouTube. And day two is all about the nuts and bolts of business. You got uh, Keith Kalfas, Marvin Salcedo, John Pajak, and Jonathan Potoshnik, a long care millionaire, will be giving us a little keynote in the morning, just getting us all pumped up and kind of reintroducing himself to the uh, community since he's been kind of um, taking some time off ever after he sold his CRM for however many hundreds of millions of dollars. So we're going to have a great time, Keith. I'm looking forward to it. So thank you for your time. And uh, I know it's getting late and uh, you, you've, you, I didn't realize you had a whole house full of folks there, a whole uh, podcast studio full of folks podcasting. You're probably exhausted. And so thank you for your time. Thank you, sir. And check out my podcast, the untrapped podcast on Apple and Spotify. I'm excited about your summit, bro. I will be there and I'm happy to see anybody who's there, who's listening and, I'm excited, bro. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show and for sharing as always. Until the next episode, guys, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.